Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. We've all been there. You're standing in the beer aisle staring at the same selection that was there last week and just wishing you could try something different. That's where Tavor comes in. Tavor is the best and easiest way for you to get the beers that you can't find in your favorite bottle shop. No need to hunt down people to trade with or worry about sending some sketchy guy a PayPal account hoping that he delivers on the bottle that you want. Tavor has your back. They only work with independent breweries, so there's no risk of getting suckered into buying an InBev beer pretending to be a craft brew. And it's insanely easy. Just sign up for your free account, download the Tavor app for your Android or iPhone, and you'll get notifications when new beers are ready. Just go to the app and click Get It, and they'll put the quantity requested aside for you and ship it to your door. You can ship as many beers as you want for a flat fee, and you can schedule your delivery as soon as one week and as late as five after you select the beer you want to buy. And now, fans of Craft Brewed Sports can get $10 in credit after you buy your first beer through Tavor.com. Just go to our website, craftbrewedsports.com, and click the Tavor link in the menu bar. Create your free account, and after your first beer is shipped out, you'll see a $10 credit hit your account. There's no commitment, no contract, no gimmicks, just great beer delivered directly to your door. It's summertime. That means beer, cookouts, and of course golf. So the next time you're ready to tee it up, be sure to make your tee times at 12OunceSportsRadio.com. That's right. You can now book tee times on 12 Ounce Sports Radio. Yep. Just go to www.12OunceSportsRadio.com and scroll to the bottom of any page. Click the banner that says Book Like a Pro, enter your course or enter a zip code, and then select a tee time of your choice. You'll get up to 50% off each time you book through 12 Ounce Sports Radio. So when you're ready to cheat your friends like Mike did in high school, just go to 12OunceSportsRadio.com. That's the numbers 120ZSportsRadio.com and book your tee times today. This is Bronson Arroyo from the Cincinnati Reds, and you're listening to Craft Brewed Sports with Scott and Mike. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Craft Brewed Sports. I am Mike. With me, as always, is Scott. Joe's sitting there behind the computers. We're fucking... <laughs> what was that pause? I, well, I'm flustered, man. Oh, okay. I'm really <laughs> flustered. Uh, this is Craft Brewed Sports. Uh, Scott, you ready to tap this keg of sports knowledge? I am, and we are live from Fretboard Brewing! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> no way. They're the motherfuckers of the week. We are not live from Fretboard Brewing like we told you we would be. <laughs> We're in the speakeasy. We're still doing the show. Because we're professionals, goddammit. So yeah, uh, I'll pump you pour. All right, deal. Um, <laughs> let's talk about let's let's uh, talk about what happened. Uh, so we were su- in the room. Yeah, we were supposed to uh, broadcast live from Fretboard tonight. We were going to do an interview there, uh, get the audience hanging out. It was going to be a good time. But um, we looked at the website like this week to do some research, 
figure out some things Actually, about the brewery. Last week was when we found out. Right. Because we gave them a heads That's up. That's a good point. More than a week in advance. Um, all right, cool. So we, uh, we tried to get everything set up. We were ready to go. And then we looked and realized that there was a music act booked. Um, Keep in mind that they approached us May 31st about doing a show. We confirmed with them multiple times that there wouldn't be anything else going on because we didn't want to mess up anything. We weren't looking to, you know, necessarily force the issue because we knew that they had live music usually on Thursdays and they assured us, oh, no, 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 it's free and clear. You guys, uh, we took posters over to them. We, yeah, so we you were, guys knew about We it. were ready to go. We were ready to do that show and got double booked uh, and... In an effort, you know, we realized that trying to do this show with a musician playing in the same room as us, impossible. it wasn't going to work out. So to make sure that we gave you guys the best show, to make sure that the listeners on YouTube, the listeners on 12 Ounce Radio heard the, the right show and didn't hear just music playing at all, and to be fair to the musician, because if I'm up there playing a show, I don't want to hear guys in the background Making dick jokes and talking about <laughs> motherfucker of the week. Well, you know? I mean, we do like, a little bit more than make dick jokes. No, but you know what I'm Maybe. saying. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm Sometimes. saying. Like, uh, so. Well, no, but to I be mean, fair I wonder, to the musician, I, I, I wonder though too. I mean, if the musician knew that we were supposed to be performing since we didn't get the heads up, I wonder if he knew that. Oh yeah, by the way, there's going to be these guys over, you know, doing a podcast, also broadcasting right over the speakers. So you're cool with that, right? Because. I wouldn't be if I was the musician. No, I'd be furious. Yeah, I'd be like, no, I'm not so, going to do that. So we, uh, we let, the, uh, uh, let the brewery know that it's not going to work out, uh, and we decided to pull out of the, uh, the, the deal. So um, that's where we're at. So here we I'll are. pull out Game of Strong this week. Yeah, so here we are back in the speakeasy, uh, which is fine. We still have a great show for you yeah. guys tonight. It's going to be a good time. Uh, so let's get into right away, Motherfucker of the Week, uh, mm. since we did take a little bit longer on the intro there. Scott, give us your, uh, the first option for Motherfucker of the Week. Uh, your first option for Motherfucker of the Week is the, and I gotta look at this dude's name because I couldn't <laughs> Steve Kime. Ski- Steve Kime? Okay, cool. The, the Cardinals GM um, got pulled over for a DUI stop. Uh, this was a few months back, but the r- report just came out. Uh, during that DUI stop, he not only tried to say that he was actually not the GM of the Cardinals, but rather a director of security for them. Not really sure why, considering you could Google his name and deny that claim almost immediately. Uh, he also decided he was going to name drop a cop who had died four years prior. So, hmm. pretty big piece of shit. He also, this wasn't his first DUI. He had a, uh, a DUI, I think, seven or eight years prior. But, uh, you know, was sitting there on July 4th, apparently having some pizza and, and more than a few beers that he claimed and got pulled over because, you know, drunk driving. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so he decided he was going to lie dude, twice in the same DUI stop. Dropping a cop's name that's dead is a ballsy move. That is, and it's also a low move. It's really, oh, but that just tells me he doesn't really know this dude. Like, he doesn't, yeah. he didn't drop it in, intentionally, like, oh, I know that guy. He dropped a name that he remembered, he and the something. cop was like, pretty sure he's dead. And it was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> well, that backfired. Classy move. Classy so, move. Uh, that's your first option. Second option is the uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I almost said the NFL Hall of Fame. It's the Pro Football yeah, Hall of Fame. Yeah, everybody forgets uh, that. They came out today and said that they will not mention T.O. at all 
and we'll be mailing him his gold jacket during the Hall of Fame ceremony. As you guys know, we talked about on the show, T.O. basically said that uh, he wasn't going to go to the Hall of Fame ceremony. He was going to... um, he was going to bail on it. He's doing it at his college, uh, doing his own thing. So we he bailed out, last week, yeah. and the Hall of Fame was like, "Fine, you're going to bail out. Then we won't. We won't even mention your name," which I find hard to believe, just a tad bit. I don't know how you could have the entire weekend and they're talking about the complete class. I have a feeling that his name will get mentioned. I, well, they did say that if they're talking about the, the class, class as a whole. His name, will, but there will they be won't nothing. Him out. They're okay. not going to like make any notice of him being one of the inductees during like the speeches. They won't mm-hmm. say anything about him, uh, and just went full on petty and said, "We're gonna, we're, we'll mail you your gold jacket. How about that?" <laughs> Joe and I were talking about it before the show. How do you think they mail that? They just <laughs> ball it up, put it in one yep. of those plastic bags. Yep. It goes snail mail, and they stick one <laughs> stamp on it. Good luck. It shows up wrinkled as fuck. The postal service is like, uh, do you want confirmation of delivery? Nope. Don't nope. give a shit. No return address. Yep, if just, it makes it, it makes it. Yeah. If not, oh, you didn't get that to you? Uh, well, sorry. Yep. Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> so those are your motherfuckers of the week. Uh, go ahead and uh, put those votes in on our Facebook page. Uh, we will reveal the winner by the end of the episode. Uh, let's talk about this beer that we're drinking that I have not had a chance to take a sip of yet. Uh, this week, we this is another one from Tavor that we ordered. This is Bollywood Theater by Gilgamesh fancy. Brewing. Uh, yeah, very fancy beer. This is a pale ale, 6% ABV. Uh, Gilgamesh does this thing with the chef series where they pair with a local chef and have a chef-inspired beer, and the chef kind of helps them with what flavors to put in it to to pair with whatever food they serve. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was from a guy, Chef Troy, who uh, runs Bollywood Theater in the nearby in the brewery. It's a lot of Indian food, so he wanted to come up with something that would pair well with Indian food. Ah. Uh, so they have uh, the flavor profile, according to Gilgamesh, they're saying that there's Tones of toffee and fruitness. Uh, there's also a pomegranate flavor, and it's made with Darjeeling tea. 3.54. Fancy as fuck. Yeah, super fancy. <laughs> 3.54% uh, uh, caps on untapped. It's not rated on rate beer, which I found that kind of surprising. But oh. if it's a limited release, oh, that's probably yeah, why. Yeah. Uh, so you've already had a little bit. What are your initial thoughts, man? Uh, solid. The, there's not, the flavors aren't very strong. Which I feel like Darjeeling tea on its own has a very strong flavor, uh, but uh, pomegranate is very light. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's not. It's good. It's refreshing, but it's the uh, the flavors aren't very heavy at all. Yeah, you're right. I just <laughs> had that first sip. There's really not much yeah. to this. I don't really I mean, taste much of anything in this one except for the, the, pale there's not ale. Much of, I was going to say, there's not much of a smell to it either. You don't yeah. get like, strong. It's kind of weird. Like The last couple of weeks, we have had beers that are so overpowering that mm-hmm. it's like, well, fuck, yep, that's orange juice. Or, yeah. uh, and this one, it's like... Heavily muted. Yeah, there's not a lot to this one at all. It's drinkable. It's definitely drinkable, but... It's smooth. Not it as that. advertised. Joe, what do you think uh, so far of, of this beer? Meh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, solid. <laughs> Well, uh, as I said, it is 3.54 on Untapped, which isn't a great rating. I guess we're seeing why. A little underwhelming to start with. 
Now they did say, I will, I will tell you this. They did say the flavors do come out as it warms up a little bit more. Said ideal mm. temperature is 55 degrees on this one. So maybe it's just too cold right now. It could be the ultimate. We'll see how this holds up. Yes. This <laughs> that, although I would be super impressed if all of a sudden the flavor starts coming in stronger later on. It would be uh, really cool, actually, if that happens. Yeah. I'd be super pumped if that <laughs> I would happens. not be mad about that. No, that'd be really cool. Um, all right, so we will see how this one holds up. We'll see if the flavors do start coming out on this one. And uh, for now, let's move into Upper Deck. And Upper Deck, as always, is brought to you by Minuteman Tickets, owned by a couple of local Ohio dudes who are sports fans just like all of you. Minuteman helps customers find the best deals on the market. These guys are all about honesty all the time, every time. If someone's got a better price, they'll tell you straight up. But Minuteman isn't just about sports or concerts. They'll help you out with tickets to literally any event you want. They'll even sell your tickets for you. And with college football right around the corner, be sure to hit up Minuteman for all of your OSU football ticketing needs. Go like them on Facebook where they do weekly giveaways of merchandise, sports, and concert apparel, and obviously tickets. Check them out at MinutemanTickets.com or give them a call at 614-943-3000 and avoid all of the fees. That's 614-943-3000. All right. Well, Upper Deck is very Major League Baseball heavy this week, <laughs> to say the least. As all sports stories are right about now, this, this time, time of year. year. Um, well, and we'll kick things off with uh, Indians pitcher Trevor Bauer, who's back at it again. Uh, this dude's been pretty interesting since coming into the league. Uh, this story, no different. Uh, A Yahoo Sports MLB podcast recently, Bauer said that he plans on only signing one-year deals from now until the time he walks away from the game. That's kind of odd because most players are obviously seeking financial security, a long-term deal provides, uh, and they also don't have to worry about year-to-year performance or injury. Uh, But the reason he's partly doing this is because he made a bet with one of his best friends that not long after he got drafted, he would never sign a multi-year deal. And if he did sign a multi-year deal, his friend could shoot him square in the dick with a paintball gun. Damn. I mean, 10 feet away, but still, that's about as that's, square in the dick as you can get with a paintball gun. I don't want to be 20 gun. feet away and getting no, hit in the dick I don't with want anybody gun. shooting me in the dick with any type of projectile from any type of distance. Shooting and dick, like shooting yeah. and my dick, should not be in the same <laughs> sentence. Well, I guess uh, certain sentences. Yeah, All right, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. Depends on the situation. Yeah, yeah okay. My but wait, there's more. Bauer also <laughs> said that unless he wins three Cy Young awards, he won't get married or have kids until he's 45. So it's a whichever comes first type deal. He currently has zero. He's 27. And I mean, I like Trevor Bauer. He's a pretty solid pitcher, but he's got a lot of competition each year as far as winning a Cy Young. Yeah. It's not as if they're just going to hand him one because they heard, oh, you won't have a wife and kids hey, until man, you're you 45? Need, you need three. Um, you need help? All right. Well, and, and I mean, winning three in a career, that's tough to do. I mean, some of the greatest might not have a lot won to win. three in a career. That tells me that this dude just doesn't want to get married ever. Right. It's, it's obvious ploy to just not get married or yep. have kids. Which also <laughs> not against. And if you're talking about being a Major League Baseball player and you got all that going on, I mean, hey. Do you? I mean, unless he's planning on playing till he's 45, then it becomes a little strange. Yeah, very strange at that point. But, but I mean, is he really planning on playing until he's 45 if he's only signed in one-year contracts? He probably won't make it that long, right, I guess. Exactly. They're going to eventually stop signing those contracts. Right. Either way, Trevor Bauer never change. <laughs> You're such a fucking weirdo, man. He is. He's... Uh, him and that odd, weird dude. 42069 contract that he had. Like, that dude's just a fucking weirdo, man. 
All right. Uh, well, let's talk a little MLB uh, again. <laughs> this should, a little see. MLB again. This should just be our intro for every one of these stories. Yep. Uh, all right. Anyone surprised that uh, the MLB does things backwards? Anybody? Anybody? Nope. Nope. Yep. Me neither. Uh, here's a perfect example of that. Um, as bad of a rap as the MLB all-star voting gets, there's one thing that deserves far more shit. Uh, as people were talking about all-star snubs on Twitter, Justin Verlander revealed something about the actual process that I'm actually kind of surprised about. I didn't realize this happened. But for the players' vote, players actually have to use a paper ballot, and then they have to mail the ballot in to Major League Baseball, where somebody then counts all of these ballots, tallies them up, and that's how the player vote gets done for the MLB All-Star Game. What fucking year is it, man? So fucking old white man. It really is old white (laughs) man. This is the... Definition. The, Don't the, trust that internet. <laughs> you guys mail it in. Paper and pen. Yeah. No hanging chads. So to, uh, the reason why Verlander was bringing this up is because players who have you know a, a run towards the leading up to the All-Star game, guys may have voted weeks ago, and they voted based on what had happened up to that point, and then all of a sudden they were just like, yep, there's, uh, uh, this is just what it is, and then somebody goes on a run, and too bad you didn't get the player vote because... We already sent in our ballots. Fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it really is. I I had a whole shtick lined up for making fun of baseball and being old, but these stories just pile up on one I hate, another. I hate that I love baseball. That's where I'm at right now. Like, I, I hate that I'm such a baseball fan. I know. Every time something like this comes out, too, I'm just reminded... They're just going to kill this thing slowly, huh? They're just never going to adapt. Ruin Never going to be up to date. Just keep on doing things like it's 1910. <laughs> God, man. <coughs> I mean, do they insist that they're carried on horseback, too, when they deliver the mail? Well, that's how it gets sent. It's Pony Express that picks it up, <laughs> and then they, they send it back to 1995, and that's where the, vote, the tallying takes place. <laughs> I just want to know, like, whose job is it to be sitting in the MLB offices Counting and be like, votes? I got three more. Oh, great. Add them to the whiteboard over here. Because you know it's a whiteboard. They got to have a white. It's not a chalkboard. They're like, that's too. That's the wrong color. They got a whiteboard that they just keep track of. But but chalkboards are so much more old school, so they probably do. They probably got the individual that's ones true. in their lap. That's a good point. Yeah, they do. Yeah, you're right. It is the yeah, chalkboard. Whiteboards are too forward. <laughs> Somebody, like, washes it. In between, yeah. they're like, what are you doing, man? We got to count all these ballots again. <laughs> Classic. MLB. Come on, man. Well, this is interesting. We already told you the story <clears throat> for Motherfucker of the Week, but we're doubling up on Did it. Did we leave that story <laughs> <laughs> That's I what we, I was doing I while I was doing it. I thought we did too. <laughs> but hey, we'll tell you it again. Uh, the, uh, so we already mentioned. Quick one here. Kime, <laughs> GM, got pulled over for a DUI July 4th. According to the Arizona Republic, cops noted that he had a slight slur and smelled like booze. Said he had a few beers and some pizza. That's damn sure a lie because he also dropped that he was the head of security for Arizona. Not their GM <laughs> also brought up a dead cop. This guy's a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe even the motherfucker of the week. If I you can't will. believe we didn't take that story. I can't off. believe we didn't either, and I can't believe I didn't notice it until I flipped the page and saw. Huh? How did we both, as all three of us, as we're figuring out motherfucker of the week, we're like, "Hey, what about that Cardinals GM?" Oh yeah, that's totally it. And nobody, none of us realized that was still in the rundown. Didn't didn't say 
Hey, make sure we take that out then, since we're using it for Motherfucker of the Week. Good lord, man. It's a night, and everything was good to go tonight. Like, we were feeling good. Yep. We were talking about Keenan and Kel. I blame up. Fretboard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to some golf news. How about that? Because uh, everybody loves when I tell some golf stories on this show. <laughs> so a PGA golfer, Stephen Bowditch, hadn't made the cut all year long. Uh, as a matter of fact, he hasn't finished in the top 10 since 2016. And this week, he didn't have a caddy. I guess that's what happens when you're a really shitty pro golfer. Like, your caddy's just like, yeah, I'm taking I'm a vacation, man. Week. You go. I'm not going to Minnesota. You you go do this shit. You got that. <laughs> uh, so what do you do when you're left without a caddy and you're trying to win some money? You go to Twitter and you just put it out there to anybody who wants to be a caddy. And that's exactly what Bowditch did. Uh, he tweeted out, quote, any local college kids or any local kids slash college players in the Quad City area that are interested in caddying in the tournament this week, this thread is for you. The best response reason gets the job. 2 p.m. Tuesday start, finish Friday. <laughs> no time. Just one, finish Friday. One percent chance Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Payment, all leftover gloves and balls are yours. And then a winking face. Uh, so basically, Bowditch at least had this sense of humor to say, Listen, guys, I'm not making the cut, so you only got to do this through Friday. After that, <laughs> you're free to go. There's a 1% chance you're going to have to be there through Sunday, but mostly we're done on Friday. So he's got a good sense of humor about his ability. And, yeah, at and, least and he's, the, he's it, not sitting there he's very taking this aware. super serious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was his... Uh, that was his tweet that went out. A 16-year-old who plays on his high school golf team and caddies at a local country club responded after a few back-and-forth tweets. Uh, he became Bowditch's caddy for this week. About it, about it. Uh, so he is currently the caddy for Bowditch. Uh, as of this afternoon when I checked, I don't know where he's at right now, but he was even par through four holes. So uh, so you're saying there's a chance. So Bowditch is back is what I'm telling you. <laughs> Here's the, I was uh, like I looked into this too. He didn't offer any money. He offered yeah gloves, gloves and, balls. and balls. And the reason why is because if you don't make the cut, you don't win any money. Right. So he can't pay somebody because he's not getting anything this weekend. <laughs> so uh, he finished the round at two over at tied for 129. <laughs> so his skill, he knows himself. <clears throat> He, he knows himself. Do you think he's blaming it on the caddy? The I two would. over? I would. i totally Son do Son of a bitch. This motherfucker. <laughs> do you realize? You told me wedge. You you told me wedge on that hole. I needed the nine iron. Come on, man. You're fired. I bet you cheat on your high school golf team, don't you? Probably do. And and, and if this was me caddying, I'd be like, hey, Bowditch, ask that guy if he breathes in and his backswing <laughs> or if he breathes out. <laughs> I can save you a couple of strokes here. <laughs> Good God. Let me ask him. Hey, Bowditch, let me ask him what club he used. (laughs) (laughs) That would actually be funny. On the professional tour. Just using a 16-year-old to cheat. I'd love it. He'd become my favorite golfer if that was the case. Oh, my God. Should we move on? Sure. Let's move on. Oh, this is a good one. Oh, Oh, I got to be ready for this one. I was just going to say, we're entering a (laughs) zone that we love here on Craft Root Sports. But Kevin Durant, just to intro it, keeps moving up the petty chain, but he might have hit a new low with his quest to silence the haters. Instagram user at Buckets Center put up a picture of KD, Kawhi Leonard, and Anthony Davis with a text that says, 
Three elite two-way players, but don't elevate a team quite like LeBron and Steph due to their playmaking slash leadership deficiencies. He tagged the guys in it, and after commenting on the pro post, bruh, go sweep your dorm room. You don't know hoops. Stop tagging me in this trash, is what KD decided to slide into his DMs, in fact, and go further. And, well, he did. I guess that means we will now present you with another edition of... <clears throat> Craft Brood Sports Theater. <clears throat> and uh, in this episode of Craft Brood Sports Theater, uh, Scott will be playing the role of Kevin Durant, the uh, also known as the Snake. Uh, Petty Durant. I will be playing the role of At Bucket Center, also known as the Troll. <clears throat> Middle school slash knockoff Stephen A. You know it's true. That's why your insecure ass responded to me. Why don't you actually prove you lead a team to a championship? Not even in the same galaxy as LeBron. Who brought up LeBron? You took real personal. Relax, bud. It's just basketball. You've been tagging me in posts for months. I respond, and you finally speak your mind. LOL. Nice. How did I take anything personal? You called me knockoff Stephen A, buddy. You right. I take that back. I apologize. I like analyzing the game and just provided my opinion. If you can't respect that, it isn't my business. I get it. You obviously want people to respond to it, so I did. If you can't respect that, if you can't respect it, then shrugging emoji. <laughs> Do you tag all of your followers in post? You wanted me to view it. I did. I respect your game and understand that you're the greatest scorer I've ever seen, but I just don't think you can lead a team like Steph or Braun. Doesn't mean you aren't best one versus one player in basketball, but it means I'd take those guys on my team before you. I don't care about your opinion. That's fine. <laughs> I have one, too, and I disagree. But you got really mad and started calling insecure and shit for having an opinion. <laughs> Relax, buddy. Call me a, Calling me a bum? Whoa. We can talk without you getting upset. You get irrational when you're upset. I want the best <laughs> version of you while we talk hoops. Calling me a knockoff Stephen A. and telling me to clean my dorm room is being insecure. I'm not upset at all. I apologize for the knockoff joke. And you don't ever clean your room? I'm grateful you responded, but you didn't need to go come at me like that for a hoops opinion. Well, I'm sorry. Didn't mean to offend you. Your sports takes are biased and shrewd, and I disagree. That better? Uh, skewed. That's oh, skewed. <laughs> oh, sorry. Shrewd. No. You're entitled to your opinion, and I'm entitled to mine. Going to use your comments as motivation to become a professional basketball analyst on a big-time network and hope you can use mine as motivation to prove doubters like me wrong. And scene. Scene. <laughs> Thank you for another edition of Craft Brood Sports Theater. What the fuck was that? Kevin Durant, what are you doing? Why are you... Why are you Sliding into DM. First of all, you slide into somebody's DMs, you know they're taking screenshots, right? Like there is no doubt that they are taking those screenshots and it's getting posted. So why even go into the DMs at that point? Like if you're, but what did you hope to gain from this conversation? I, I can't figure out Kevin Durant's actual point of responding to this post, other than to just call him a couple of like petty little names and J not even good yeah. slams. Like they you, were really you crappy. Weak Stephen A. You're I a mean, knockoff Stephen A. That was his best line in that whole thing. You, you don't even clean your room. Like what? <laughs> what? What are you saying? You don't clean your room? Ugh. Okay. <laughs> 
Durant, man. And this dude, let's not let's not excuse the kid because he's a fucking dork for this too. Oh like, yeah, he. Has, I mean, if you take the time to to find these pictures and tag all these guys, and if right. I mean, and if Durant's, you know, I'm assuming he's telling the truth. If this guy's sitting there constantly tagging Durant and these guys in posts, right? He's he's on egging them on. I mean, he wants them to respond, obviously. So I mean, when they do. You you can't play the whoa man I'm just sitting here you why, know, why you in your feelings you know, yeah. relax buddy you I love that he threw that, that out card. like several times relax buddy um, it's such a terrible look for the it's professional so bad. basketball player and is this seriously is this kid going to end up being an analyst on a big time network because if he God does not. I'm quitting the show if he makes it and we I'm don't quitting the show I, I I'm just letting you know right now it's over yeah if this guy <laughs> ever makes it anywhere near TV and is getting paid for it I'm done <laughs> if knockoff Stephen A Smith makes it big time and we don't. We're gonna have some problems. Also, I'm about we, to slide we into totally his DMs. Need to tag Kevin Durant and everything. Yes, him and, him every, and Stephen Adams. Every <laughs> tweet needs Kevin Durant tagged in it because clearly he will just, respond. Was just like a you ain't shit. At Kevin Durant. <laughs> New episode. <laughs> New just. episode, Gilgamesh Brewing, Delicious <laughs> Beer. Kevin Durant's a bitch. Hey! <laughs> God, Hashtag Potter and Family. Man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, last story, uh, MLB story. So this week is the Ohio Cup between the Reds and the Indians. And in game two, the Reds put up seven in the ninth inning, all with two outs to beat the Indians and clinch a series win. Um, so after uh, that, they came into that inning down 4 nothing, scored all seven runs in that inning to, to take the lead and go on to win. After Indians closer Cody Allen gave up three runs and loaded the bases, Terry Francona inexplicably went to Dan Otero out of the bullpen to pitch to Joey Votto. Votto, like, crushes right-handers, and he had Otero warming up as well as uh, Oliver Perez. And Perez is a lefty, and for some reason, <laughs> Francona no brought in a righty, and Votto ended up clearing the bases with a double, making it a 6 nothing lead. Votto came in to score the seventh run. Uh, just a bizarre decision by Francona. So they asked him about it after the game, and it turns out that it was just dumb nicknames <laughs> and the pitching coach hearing things wrong. Because as Francona was coming out to pool Allen, he tells the pitching coach, Get OP. Oliver Press, uh, the pitching coach heard OT and called in Otero, and the rest is history. More <laughs> old people stuff. Uh, super harsh way. Miss hearing. Yeah, yeah. First of all, why is why are there still bullpen phones? Like, why is that still the way to hey, bring? Hello, in? hello, operator. <laughs> I need the bullpen. Give me OP. What was I just said? OT. I'll send them right in. Come on, man. Is this what we're doing? <laughs> Man, why don't they just text down there? <coughs> Yo, that's what I'm saying. Like, how is there not a line to text the bullpen? Or set up iPads and you just video chat. <laughs> it's 2018, man. Like, how is that not a thing at this no, point? No, they just do it like you would order from a restaurant. You click it, and then it goes like a, a ticket order to the restaurant. You know, the line Well, at least, and- at least that, I could see somebody being like, there's a chance that there's a malfunction they hit the and wrong it, button or, or whatever. and it pulls up Fat the wrong fingers. thing. Right, yeah. <laughs> but if you're if you're gonna have a conversation with the bullpen, why are we doing it on a landline phone in 2018? No, crank. They're cranking <laughs> that bitch. Hello, uh, hello. I gotta connect. So super harsh way. Uh, what's even worse is the next night, uh, which was last night. The Reds 
gave up 17 before the fifth inning, 19 in total, in a 19 to 4 win for the Indians. Ouch. I think they were a little upset. I think they were a little fired up. There will be no bullpen malfunctions tonight. They blew a four run lead uh, in the ninth inning with two outs, and then they were like, these motherfuckers. (laughs) And. Bust it out the sticks. Hey, bullpen, take the night off. (laughs) We don't have to worry about who's getting called. Uh, Even the Reds bullpen got a night off on that one because at that point, why? Like, you gave up 14 runs. What was it? 14, 17 before the fifth inning? I was going to say it was 17 to zero. At at that point, point. it's like, let's just, uh, who wants to pitch? I'd be calling people in off the stand. Hey, man, you want to throw? Because I ain't wasting anything on this fucking shit show. Hey, yeah, you. Guy right there. No, not you, fatty. The one with the popcorn. You want in? We just need to burn some. Hey, white guy, come on in here. That's all that's here. Come on. I was going to say, everybody responds to that. This has been Upper Deck brought to you, as always, by Minuteman Tickets and by Old White Guys. Old, the oldest of white guys. Jesus. Uh, you had some... Very harsh opinions about the Ohio Cup today, mm-hmm, Scott. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, it wasn't going to be something we were going to talk about. And then all of a sudden, Scott got heated for no reason about this. <laughs> so if you're unfamiliar with the Ohio Cup, it is the uh, the series, interleague series between the Indians and the Reds. Of course you're unfamiliar with it. If you don't live in Ohio, especially, you're unfamiliar with it. But I'm guessing okay. even if you... <laughs> Joe's an asshole. <laughs> Even if you live in Ohio, you're probably unfamiliar with it. But go ahead. Well, the people are unfamiliar with it because baseball is dying and nobody even watches it. Also anymore. that. So let's not just blame it on uh, the idea of a rivalry. So basically what it is is uh, it started started actually back in like 1918 or something crazy like course, that. just like everything. Baseball. Right. You know, the old white guys. And uh, they played for the Ohio Championship. It was a one-game thing. It ended up becoming a thing where they would play in... Um, spring training before the season started for an Ohio championship. It was like the last tune-up game before the the season played. And then once interleague play kind of got popular in the 90s, the Ohio Cup was born. uh, And it is a a, normally a six-game series, but in recent years there's been four-game series for some reason, um, all with weird baseball scheduling. But the winner gets a trophy, the Ohio Cup, and uh, gets bragging rights over the other side of the state for uh, a year. Scott is a big fan of the Ohio <laughs> Cup. <laughs> I, I don't have any problem with rivalries and professional sports or any sport. I just, the professional side, having this trophy, it seems weird to me. And it, it's... Why? Man, Why is that weird? Well, because... A lot of rivalries end up happening in, in professional sports. They're, they're maybe manufactured. I mean, the Braves have a rivalry with the Mets uh, because they battled for the playoffs a few years. I mean, is it a rivalry right now? Kind of not really. And the with the Ohio thing, I mean, without interleague play, there is no rivalry. So for decades right. and decades, this went dormant, and it wasn't a thing. And then they're like, oh, hey – Remember this thing they played back in 1918? We're bringing that back, and we're making a trophy. It just seems kind of extra forced. I don't understand well, it. Well, it's because interleague play is a complete joke, and nobody gives a shit about it, so at well, least now, make it worthwhile play, to watch. That's fine, but now interleague play is just every day with the way they do the scheduling. Yeah, so now, interleague well, play and isn't even a thing It anymore. used to be where this was like during a stretch in the season yeah. where it was... Like, okay, a this set. is a big deal because yeah. everybody's playing interleague and, oh, wow, this is now exciting because 
we're playing an American League team and there's a trophy up for grabs. Wow. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't have any problem with there being rivalries. It just seems it's very you amateur have, hour. Your tone has calmed like, quite a bit. No, from, this is amateur yeah. hour for the, the, the things that I was saying is in college when they have rivalries, they feel like actual rivalries. get them fired up. Don't you worry. They I'm feel like actual rivalries. Ohio State, Michigan, who don't have a trophy over their, their rivalry. That's a big thing. USC and... Do they not have a trophy? Ohio State and Michigan doesn't no, have a trophy? They, they're above that bullshit. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. No, because in college, I don't have a problem with it. I love the college trophies. The Golden Shillelagh for USC and... Uh, jeweled Shillelagh. Or whatever. Sure. Right. Golden, jeweled, whatever. <laughs> Bedazzled. I like how, wait a second. Hang on. I like how you, you could remember Golden Shillelagh you could get to USC, but you trailed off before you could say Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. You I, I couldn't remember Notre Dame in that. Eh. <laughs> the I forgot that they were the afterthought. Anyway, uh, so, no, I don't, I mean, Minnesota and somebody else has that, that, that beaver thing or the, the wood thing. I mean, there's the bell with Miami and UC. Like, I think that's cool for college because it's amateur and, hey, we've got these rivalries and we play this game every year and so it carries through. So the but, Indians and Reds do they play every year? Oh, now after things changed and I mean it's been thing. since the 90s. Do, do you really like do you really get jacked up for this? Does it really it really jazz you up about the, the Ohio Cup? Do you, do, re- do you remember do you know? who won the Ohio Cup 2 years ago? The Indians. No, you no. don't know. The Indians did, yeah. You can probably just assume the Indians won it for like the past decade. No, the Reds tied right. last year. The Reds and Indians tied last year, but the Cup stayed with the Indians. Uh, the Indians have won it. The, they're technically the cup holders for the past three seasons. Yeah, they're definitely some cup holders, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> There's also like three or four more games in Cincinnati in three August. Games. Yeah, yeah so three games. It's not over yet. Oh, shit. It's also, but here's the thing. In a, in a meaningless – we're talking about baseball where – the middle of the season is the most boring time in all of sports. Like this gives fans at least something to talk shit about. Do you realize how much fun I have talking shit to Indians fans? <laughs> I mean, I get it. We won two. Fans. We won two out of three games Excuse in Cleveland. Your I am, I am Excuse your bitch ass. All this Excuse your bitch ass. You want to get muted? You want to okay, get muted? You, you want to get muted? Here you go. This motherfucker who doesn't even like baseball is, is, getting, is getting, getting defensive over this. It just, it just, it's a college thing to me. I, I get it in college. It's perfectly fine. It just, this is not the only rivalry in the MLB. This is not the only cross-town rivalry or cross-state rivalry, whatever, in the MLB that has a trophy. Uh, we, I busted that one out on you earlier. You Oakland did. and San Francisco has the the... It's like the Bay Area Bridge rivalry, and they have a bridge Which is trophy. Because I think the Dodgers and Giants are more of like the rivalry. <laughs> they don't have a trophy, but that's not interleague. They play more often, that's so fine, it's an interleague. Again, thing. that's what I feel like. It's the a reason to make. It's a reason to make interleague play worth watching. Don't manufacture shit. It's fake. <laughs> Lame. The reason interleague play is good is because then everybody gets the DH. So there. Uh, mute your mic. Wow. Mute wow. Okay. Well, this Joe. argument has just taken a whole bitch. new turn. Joe, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> it's weak. All right. The drunk line's open. Four four zero thirty seven. Drunk. Feel free to call in. Let us know your thoughts on uh, interleague rivalry. Uh, I guess trophies in professional sports during the regular season. I will give you that. There's no other, like, I don't think it, there's no NFL teams. No, that no, do that. There's, there's no NBA teams doing that. It's, I would, I would bet bush. there's, I would bet there's uh, MLS teams that do that. Well, yeah, 
the lowest of the low when you're talking about professional. They might have some. We ain't talking quirky. hockey. We're talking MLS. Boom! Oh, oh calling them out. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. JV's listening. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I think uh, speaking of MLS, a lot of people want the Columbus Crew to stick around because they want the Hell Is Real rivalry. Now that FC Cincinnati will be MLS, mm, yes. uh, the Hell Is Real billboard between Cincinnati and Columbus—that's <laughs> the rivalry that's been named for Cincinnati and Columbus. So I guarantee you. There's a fucking Hell is Real trophy that comes up with that one. Uh, is there already one, Joe? So for MLS, you have the uh, Atlantic Cup, which is DC and the Red Bulls. The Brimstone Cup, the Fire, and FC Dallas. And uh, <laughs> El Trafico. <laughs> the LA Galaxy versus Los Angeles FC, <coughs> a.k.a. that is Spanish for traffic. So yeah, I figured. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank okay, you. Cool. <laughs> Florida Derby. <laughs> And uh, some other boring ones, but yeah. <laughs> the, and these all have trophies? Uh, so they call them the cup, and uh, I don't know if they're actual trophies. That's kind of, that's kind of crazy. Okay, but, call them cups. but let's look at it this way. MLS and, and soccer in general is one of the most popular growing sports in America. Fastest growing. Everybody's getting on board. Baseball is taking a fast, page. It's the fastest dying sport. <laughs> <laughs> but they're doing this now, and they're being like, look, we're kind of like soccer, right? Ignore all the old white guys there. We're, we got trophies for in-season games, too. The problem with that is MLB is <coughs> smart enough to even piggyback that. Mm. Yeah, you're right. They really, they're not, they can't help themselves for anything. So they're not even smart enough to say, hey, it's just, that's just like that other thing you're really watching, right? <laughs> hey, come watch it. We got cups. <laughs> Baseball's not dying fast. It's dying super, super slow. Just like, just like the game, holding on forever and ever and ever. Won't Grandma just die already so we can get a inheritance? Jesus! Somebody pull the plug. On this shit. Uh, listen, man. I think it's cool to give me a reason to pay attention to at least some games during the middle of July when it's completely boring. Cool. <laughs> you of all people should like a reason to talk shit. I mean, I don't, I'm not against the reason to talk shit. I just think the the trophy idea is. Just I also boring. feel like if the Braves had like no, an in-state no, rival, you no, would one hundred percent. It's again, it's the trophy part of it that I think is lame. Having the rivalry is whatever because I mean, oh, the subways in New York and New York, fine. They they they're five minutes away from each other, so okay. And I don't even have a problem with okay, it's Ohio and Ohio. But the idea that there, there's an actual physical trophy exchange between two professional teams. What's worse? Lame. What's worse, the Ohio Cup or uh, when was it Florida State gave uh, their players state championship that rings? Was lamer. That was way that worse, was, right? That was That's way the worse. worse. We decided that. Was like, no, when, when you're out here calling yourselves state champions, state champs, because you beat the other local teams, <laughs> that that was by far the worst. <clears throat> yeah, that Nothing, was, I don't think anything bad. will ever top that. That was really bad, man. Even UCF giving themselves national champions just because you know <laughs> they, they didn't lose. I mean. That's way more legit. <laughs> State champs. State champs. Got it. Who just hung up on us? Did someone just? Did we just get a? Did a just, one we get ringer? disrespected? We got a one ringer. Do you remember that shit back in the day when people would one ring your phone? Oh yeah. Oh, that was yeah. a good way to fuck with people. Yeah. Back when you had to actually before Star sixty nine. Yeah. Well, but no, it was. Uh, oh yeah, that the Star sixty nine was when you would block that. it and. 
No, it's Star 69 Star- the callback? Yeah, Star 69. But callback. you could Star 67 and then that you blocked block. Star yeah, 69. Block. I, so there was, block. I knew there was something yeah. that like blocked yeah, that. Yeah. But the one ringer, man, that was always, oh, that was so good. Uh, I think that was your, your pops, maybe, Joe. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <clears throat> He's going to defend that cup. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll take on all comers for the Ohio Cup. Get at me, bro. <clears throat> all right. Uh, sorry for coughing, everybody. I'm trying to get over this. Anyways, uh, there was a uh, there was a big MMA fight last weekend. You guys, did you guys watch that? I watched it twice. Apparently, nobody watched it. Yeah, I cut the highlights. <laughs> Apparently, this was supposed. This was billed as a super fight, and the pay per view numbers were way down. Like UFC is in some major trouble with this. I, they need to redo everything here and figure out <laughs> something like they're going they're dying faster than baseball is this is true point. uh ufc and they went way downhill real and quick like, we should for as high as they were for like yeah. ufc was top of the mountain and they have plummeted that's actually how MLB should market themselves at least we're not ufc <laughs> <laughs> uh but the fight was between uh daniel Cormier. Cormier, Cormier. I'm sure one of our MMA people will call us Cormier and Stipe Miocic. Michael Stipe Miocic. Uh, (laughs) I will always always call him Stipe just for that. Uh, Do you remember that episode with Tank? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about it. That was the personal reference. I was like, wait, what? Michael Stipe. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the lead singer of REM fighting... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not out of the realm of possibility. <clears throat> yeah, uh, but anyways, DC won that and is now a two division champion. There have not been very many that uh, that have won in two divisions. Uh, Randy Couture was one of them. Uh, who else was was in there? Uh, I know Connor was the most recent one, and mm-hmm. only DC and Connor have held two weight classes, the belts at the same time. Everybody else like. Won a weight class and then lost, lost the belt yeah. or whatever, and, and then, then won in a different weight class. Yeah. Uh, so it puts DC and Connor at this crazy level. Which, <clears throat> when Connor did it, it was this amazing feat that he held two weight class belts at the same time. And then here we are a few months later, and DC's got two belts, and they're at arguably tougher weight class because he's got heavyweight and light heavyweight. Uh, so yeah, that's actually kind of impressive. It's really impressive. So now the question becomes, is DC, because when Conor did that, everybody was like, Conor McGregor is the best pound-for-pound fighter in UFC history to have two belts in, the, in two different weight classes at the same time. Well, now DC's done it at arguably tougher weight classes. So, Everybody's like, huh? Yeah, no, and cool. nobody, nobody watched it. Nobody cares. It's yeah. crazy to me. Uh, the only thing people were talking about, as, as crazy of a feat as this is, and maybe we're just spoiled because we just saw it happen, Everybody is talking about how Brock Lesnar got called out by DC at the end of it, and it was this weird WWE type work where they they like argued in the ring, and it was literally like The Rock was yelling at Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania or some shit, and they pushed each other a little bit, and Dana White got in the middle and did his weird thing where he tries to separate people, but he's still smiling because he's like, I'm making fucking money on this, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was so contrived and so stupid that people were just like, oh, fuck. Now you're going to shove Brock Lesnar and DC down our throat for the heavyweight championship. Cool. Um, so, Joe, as I mean, you're probably you're definitely the biggest WWE fan at the table here rocking your ultimate Warrior. He has been pointing at his ultimate warrior shirt <laughs> since I started telling this. Uh, what do you think about the after the fight shenanigans on that one? Give me more script it <laughs> so heavy 
go fucking all in. And then the difference is these guys can actually make each other bleed. Like, what, do they you want? Hurt each other. Do you want predetermined winners, or do well, you want no, it to no, be like obviously not? Because script everything up to the fight. Yeah, script everything up to the fight. Give me more I McGregor mean, spinning all the plates. Yeah, telling everybody to fuck off and whatever. That's the more and interesting part. A lot of the yes, times. exactly. The fights end up being. We did the talk about that before. Is like yeah. the weigh-ins tend to be way more entertaining, yeah. but they got to be good personalities. That's sure. the problem. Like those weigh-ins yeah. were great with McGregor because McGregor. Is that personality? He'll throw a shoe at somebody, and you look at him, and you're like, he does look like the kind of fucker that would throw a shoe. <laughs> like as as ridiculous as all of his weigh-ins and his press conferences were, there was that element where it was like, now this dude's crazy enough that this might be real. Like look at look at him throwing the dolly through the the bus. Right. Everybody still thinks like uh, that. I think that was kind of planned, and he just went bananas. And that's the well, joy. He still of has charges against him. Like right. he still has to go to court for it. <clears throat> no, we well we talked about that. We think that the the idea was McGregor come in and like bang on the the bus and like rile people up and sell this fight. And McGregor was just like, <laughs> all right, I got it. And then fucking threw dollies and shit. Like he just. And then they were like, oh, you went I a guess, little too far. I guess we got to do something about this now. So the other thing too is Brock Lesnar <clears throat> still has like I think sixteen months left on his. You saw a ban or six I think months it's or, no I think it's uh, January he's back January he can be yeah. back after his yeah. ban for steroids yeah and DC already said like I want him tested like three times before our fight to make sure that he is clean I'm not fighting anybody because that's his only two losses DC are John Bones Jones who tested positive <laughs> for cocaine and steroids and so he's like I'm done fighting anybody with questionable he's like I want him tested like three times different ways Craft <laughs> uh, Root Sports, who's this? Hello. Hello, Mike. What's going on? It's Frankie. Hey, Frankie. What's up, man? Uh, me? Anyhow, um, I was wholly, wholly <laughs> loving the, uh, the, the random trophy talk. But uh, let me start this off by saying... Fuck Papa John. This this justice uh, is great. Uh, yeah, yeah, we haven't even gotten to that we were yet, Frankie. To that. Um, <laughs> Frankie, as someone who dabbles in um, um, substances that make you really like pizza, how heartbreaking is it to know that Papa John is a racist? Oh, fuck that. I'm a little Caesar's guy for life. I, I, I'm a Detroit. <laughs> It is tough to oh, to deny a five dollar hot and ready. Yeah, and let's 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 not let's not lie to each other, Mike. I do more than dabble. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could I could have a segment every week for you guys, like strain of the day, like in disjointed. <laughs> Speaking of which, aren't you supposed to come here? And are we supposed to smoke some MJ Kush or something? Mm, yeah, the last live show. Uh, maybe he was going to come to this oh, live yeah. show, but. Uh, Fredboard bailed on us. Uh, anyway, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> I get three medals for this. <laughs> yeah, it's not like me after uh, after a rough night. <laughs> but anyhow, anyhow, uh, the biggest motherfucker of the week has to be the NFL. Oh, that's your I, pick, the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Hmm? Yeah, absolutely, man. I love Randy Moss. Arguably my favorite receiver of all time, but Rice and T.O. are 1-1-A one one all time. I'm mm. sorry. If you look up 1-2 and 2 in almost every record, 
Rice is right there, and T.O. is number two. I just saw an interesting stat today where they compared Antonio Brown to Jerry Rice through like this point in Jerry Rice's career, and Antonio Brown has him beaten almost every category. And he still won't end up ahead of him. The only thing Anto- no, no, Antonio Brown has the whitest teeth in the NFL. Fuck that. <laughs> Like <laughs> those, those things are amazing. I mean, I, I brush and floss daily, but man, I can't, I can't touch that. <laughs> I really can't. Uh, Frankie, what do you think about what do you think about trophies uh, for rivalries in pro sports? Yay or nay? Oh, oh, fuck yes! You, 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 you have a big rival like that. You deserve <laughs> big something. We have, we have the. Do you guys have anything like that in Chicago? We have the Crosstown Cup. Oh, so you guys have a cup too. Sweet. So it's not just Ohio. Scott is such a hater about this because his team just doesn't have – nobody gives a shit about rival – like Atlanta's like, anybody want to – we got – we'll get a cup. Anybody want to play for a cup? (laughs) Who else has got like strippers? Like you want to have like the strip off the pole dance cup or something? (laughs) The gold gold cup club. (laughs) Get a silicone cup. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) All right, Frankie. Good hearing from you, man. Uh, go enjoy your uh, your selection for tonight. Oh, let me just give you a quick rundown. Like I said, you guys do your uh, your your beer selection, your beer descriptions. Um, this is one for I, this one is called Platinum OG. It's for the the OG smokers like myself. Um, it's very piney, very earthy. And the last thing I'm going to say about that is I will fuck. I am ready to destroy Joey Chestnut's hot dog record. I am so hungry right now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Frankie, good hearing from I you, have, man. Yeah, absolutely, right. guys. Enjoy Cheers. the rest of your show. Cheers, See man. You, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> Frankie, the, that was a Hall of Fame call. the authority on it. Uh, you guys want to do a quick, uh, quick round of weed or craft beer? Sure. All right, real quick. We'll do a, a quick one here. Just a couple. Uh, blind pig. Weed. Beer. Joe is correct. That's it. That is an IPA. Come on. Now they ain't calling anything a blind pig. That is actually from Russian River Brewing, the same place as Pliny the Elder. That's like their other world famous IPA. So it probably sucks. It's actually really good. Sure. Uh, That's what I heard about Pliny. Oak Town Crippler. Weed. Weed. That is a weed. Yeah. <laughs> that is. <laughs> that's Crip. Anytime there's like. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Crippler. crippler gave it away. Uh, Agent Orange. Weed. weed. It is a weed strain. Yeah. Uh, Beard of Zeus. Beer. Beer. That is a beer. That is a pale lager from Shorts Brewing up in Michigan. Mm. This has been Craft Weed Beer. Or beer. <laughs> or, yeah, and Joe got all of them right. Scott I, lost. As, as always, <coughs> I, this is the one thing that I'd never come out ahead on. Yep. Yep. Fuck you. <laughs> Sucks to suck. <laughs> that that and uh, not knowing the names of '90s rappers, you don't you don't come out ahead too often on that one either. Uh, or remembering Notre Dame, I mean, because <laughs> fuck. But huh? I've got a double shot here that I owe you guys for uh, picking Belgium to win the World Cup, and they lost to France in the semifinals. You have to do a shot the size of uh, Romelu's uh, penis. I need a 24 inch shot. Good lord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had the song queued up right there. Yeah, it would have yeah, been perfect, that's but it's all, good. it's all good. Mmm, tasty. Oh, double shots of Fireball are not good. <laughs> Ooh, real not good. That is awful. Yeah. I Holy couldn't imagine on any 
Any scenario where that would be good. Oh man, that is gross. Um, Sand fire. Yeah, I feel like I just like uh, scarf down some. What's that? Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, I feel like I just like scarfed down some uh, big red. That's what that feels like. <sighs> Anyways, uh, so World Cup, Belgium lost to France. England lost to Croatia. It is crazy. I know you guys aren't watching the World Cup, and you guys really don't give a shit, but we're at the finals now, so you can watch one game, okay? One game. You can watch Croatia versus France. No. Two really? Co- two countries I don't give a shit about. But Croatia's story is I one wanna, of the best stories I want to go to. I want to go to France, but I don't care about Croatia. I'm going to be honest. I have not watched a single second except for highlights in my Twitter feed. That's about it. That's it. That's you guys have seen. missed some of the most amazing soccer that I I've miss, ever I miss seen. The, I missed that three seconds the to a goal. No, hang on. Don't give me that bullshit. You can't. That is such a terrible. I hate that argument no, of, that, of hating that, soccer. I like, what? Well, it's low scoring. As interested as I have been in the past, I don't know, like six World Cups, both men and women's or whatever, this one, everything I hear about him, I'm like, I'm actually upset that I'm not enjoying this one because it seems amazing. <coughs> I keep hearing it is, all so this really good stuff. Croatia's run, Croatia's run has been absolutely phenomenal. Since the knockout stages, they have gone to extra time every single game with the first two going to penalty kicks. Uh, I forget who they played in the first round, but they knocked out Russia and penalty kicks on Saturday and then went to extra time against England. These dudes have to be fucking gassed and they made it to the finals. We're probably going to lose to France. Like pretty, <laughs> yeah. it might be like a five nothing World Cup final at this point. <laughs> but it's only because Croatia has played more minutes than any other team in this entire World Cup. Um, oh, I got you, Joe. Sorry about that, man. We'll get it next time. Uh, anyway, so Croatia uh, is the story of this World Cup. They're not nearly as talented as any of the teams they've played, and have somehow made it to the finals. Uh, meanwhile. You got teams like Argentina that bailed out in the first round. I can't believe Portugal. The, I like, can't believe the field that this has been whittled down to. It's of nuts. All the teams that you know were lined up, and I heard all the talk prior, and even while it was going on, and never once did I hear anybody say, you know, France and Croatia could make the finals. Nobody not thought Croatia not, could make it. Not individually, France, not... People thought France could make it. I mean, that's France fine. France is a perennial favorite. That, that's fine, but I just... I never hear them talked about like I do other countries. I hear so many other countries named before you get to France. I just felt like they were an afterthought. Just for me, and I know I'm not a huge soccer fan, so I mean, that's not saying much. Just when I hear a lot of the bigger named <coughs> teams or whatever... France was just kind of lost in the mix. Like, oh, yeah, they could make it. It was kind of like England. Like, oh, yeah, they could get there, but eh, probably not. All I know is the Croatian president is a bombshell. She is an absolute <laughs> bombshell. <laughs> if you want some backstory, she went, I believe, Arizona State. So if that gives Ooh, you any indication that's of what's going on. That's a pretty clear picture of what's happening She there. is a bombshell. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and and Croatia has been like all the videos of the fans celebrating. Um, oh, that is uh, that is a a female. That is a that's the president. Oh my! What? Now compare that to a picture of our president. And- <laughs> I, okay, but to be fair, no president in the history of the United States of America has ever looked that good. No president in the history of anywhere. That's has, true. I guess the only one who can 
maybe I know uh, the dude from Canada, the prime minister from Canada, gets a lot of ladies' engines revving. So maybe well, he's the maybe closest it's just, maybe smoke it's just show. Maybe U.S. thing because I don't necessarily know that there's ever like, oh man, they're like a sex symbol. But other countries seem to have that where you know they're oh this leader is attractive. Yeah, you, that's a good example of that. I, I've heard it for other countries, but nobody's ever lusting after the U.S. Old leader. White guys. Yeah. <laughs> This seems to be a running theme in this show tonight. Uh, just, just old white guys ruining everything. <laughs> Anyways, uh, America's Rook like Major League Baseball of the world. They just can't get out of their own fucking way. <laughs> stuck in their stuck in their ways, crotchety. Croatia's like we elected a model who went to Arizona State. We're like we're using landlines. <laughs> We got a guy who was on a fucking celebrity. He fired show. people on TV. It was really funny to watch. God bless America. In <laughs> a cameo at Home Alone. <coughs> <coughs> that asshole couldn't even teach a kid where to go. Like he saw a stranger, a kid alone in New York, and just pointed him to the concierge desk. Unreal. Anyways, uh, so. World Cup, we'll wrap this up with this uh, real quick. Mick Jagger is being blamed for England's loss, which I can relate to Mick at this point. Apparently, Mick Jagger has Berlon-level jinx capabilities. <laughs> so he, he was at the game for England uh, versus Croatia, decked out in England gear, put up a tweet about go England, and then England lost. And now everybody is pointing out previous teams that he's cheered for. So in 2014... Jagger tweeted support for England in two games. They lost both of those games. Uh, then he switched and started cheering for the host country, Brazil, who immediately lost 7-1 to one in the knockout round. <laughs> then in 20, back in 2010, he was cheering for the U.S. in a game that he attended. Oh, son of a bitch. Yep, that's the game that we lost to Ghana and got oh, knocked out of the tournament. Motherfucker. Uh, so fans of Croatia and France are both like, hey, Mick, don't cheer for us. Like, do not pull for our team whatsoever. Mick Jagger has the curse like nobody else. It is amazing. Amazing. And so, it, it, now so England is pissed at him. England, his home country is pissed <laughs> that he's cheering for his home country. So maybe you really don't want moves like Jagger? No, you don't. Yeah. No, because those are moves like Berlon. Yeah, I was just going to say. And that's no, those took, are not the moves you right want. where I was going. I was like, because they're just moves like Berlon. <laughs> just completely F. <laughs> oh, man. Um, that's your World Cup talk. Um, who, do you guys want to? I know you picked the field. Uh, you guys picked the field, so who do you want to go with? Do you want to go with? I'll go with Croatia or France. 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 How can you bet against that bombshell? Come (laughs) on. I want to pick Croatia. I like that team. I like their story. Uh, But I I feel like it's got to be France at this point, which means it's going to be Croatia. (laughs) I was just going to say, who are you settling on? Because the other team's winning. I think France wins it. That's and Croatia. Congratulations, you're the 2018 <laughs> World Cup champs. Uh, this World Cup, World Cup update is brought to you by Rally House. Next time you need to suit up and rep your team, be sure to go to 12OnSportsRadio.com. Click the link on the right side of the page. Rally House has gear from every major sports league, plus NCAA and even local gear. Help out the station by going to 12OnSportsRadio.com before placing your next order. That's 12OZSportsRadio.com. Nailed it. Fucking kill it. Boom. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, all right, where do you want to go next? What do you want to do next? We've got a lot. Papa John's. Okay, that's not even on the list. Okay, yeah, just if I could oh. just throw the script out. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> I just want to talk about it. No, it's your show. Go Papa, for it, man. Oh, okay, it's you, cool. It's you. Papa John sucks. <laughs> Like that's all I wanted to get back in there. Oh, I mean, we, we, we spent all we spent all that time during the the NFL season railing on Papa John's and going on, and it turns out he was even a bigger piece of shit than we thought. I mean, you're not surprised by this, right? No, hell no. I'm a little surprised. I'm surprised that it happened during a PR call. During a PR conference call, <laughs> a training call where they're like, all right, listen, Here's man. Here's what you need to not do. We want to avoid fuck-ups later on, so we're going to role-play, okay? And, and <laughs> we'll just role-play, and we'll critique you on where you went wrong. And he drops the the N-bomb hard R uh, and... I almost think and the blames it on Colonel fucking Sanders. I almost think the follow up was worse though. <laughs> uh, after saying that, he then went. I mean, I'm from a part of Indiana where they dragged black people by trucks and killed them. I mean, I didn't even see that. You Jesus didn't see Christ. that part. He, that's that's how he followed up the Colonel Sanders used the N word. He just threw out. I mean, I'm from Indiana. They dragged people, black people, by trucks and killed them. So, I mean, comparatively, if I say that people are kneeling to hurt my pizza sauce, not that bad, right? What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? I didn't hear that part. Yeah. I just saw that he said, yeah. I just saw that he said, Colonel Sanders calls yeah. blacks N-words and he, nobody gave him shit for it. He tossed it Because it was 1890. And served it. Jesus Christ, yeah. man. Uh, well, that dude is such a piece of shit. Um... Yeah. I well, mean, okay. So here, and I was talking about this on Hair Cincinnati uh, podcast, and this this was the funniest nice part. Plug. Sorry, this was the funniest part about. Uh, so so he had to step down. He's CEO from Papa John's. He also stepped down from the board of trustees at Louisville. The the fucking stadium is named Papa John's, which stadium. they came out and said, "No, he's not really that bad. We're going to keep it." But here's the thing. So I don't know if you saw the Deadspin article about this whole thing. At the end of the article, it it threw in this little detail that I'm like, what the fuck? So apparently the deal that Louisville made with them for the naming rights is with him, not with the company. Oh, man. And so because it's with him... Not only does obviously they're, it's not terminated because he stepped down and you know all, it voids the contract. There's also a thing in the contract that if they terminated the deal early, he has the right to rename the stadium. So technically, oh. dude can rename the stadium whatever he wants right now if they terminated the deal. Holy shit! We're about to have a stadium called N Word Stadium. Or, I'm not really a fucking racist stadium. We're here live, and we're not a fucking racist stadium. And as the Cardinals host Clemson. Dude, that's crazy. Bizarre as fuck. And I thought, what kind of deal would... like? I mean, of course, when they signed this deal, Louisville wasn't thinking, eh, you know, at some point he might come out as a racist, and this will look real bad. Uh, clearly, they never were worried about that. And it's one of those... I'm guessing that's one of those bottom clauses yeah, in this contract. Right. Like, yeah, sure, just tell them they can fucking rename it. I mean, that'll right, never fucking right. happen. Who cares? Dude, that's nuts. Unbelievable. I had no idea about that. That is... Yeah, uh, I didn't the- know about that until, again, I read the Deadspin article, and it was, like, the last thing they mentioned in the article. I'm like, that's wild. That is absolutely nuts. Um, I don't... Uh, how do you... Where do you go from there? Like, how do you... 
How do you transition out of that? Moving on. There it is. That's how we do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did want to talk about this college basketball article that came out this week mm. uh, that was actually on Deadspin as well. Uh, the, there's a plan among two mid-major conferences, Conference USA and Sunbelt Sun Conference, where they are trying to break up the NCAA tournament and the stranglehold that the power conferences have over the NCAA tournament in college basketball. There was things in here that I didn't realize. I didn't know that. I mean, I assume there was some sort of payout from the NCAA as a team went on, just like there's bowl game payouts Mm -hmm. uh, when, when a team goes on. But apparently every win that a team accumulates, it's a unit and and it's worth pool. And that's worth about a quarter of a million dollars. And that gets paid out for six years. So it's, actually worth a total of like one point whatever million mm-hmm. over the duration. Uh, it's a and really weird way of doing that. Yeah, and some conferences divvy that out among all of their teams. Some conferences weight it based on the teams that are in the tournament mm-hmm. and reward teams for actually winning. But basically, the more teams you get into the tournament, and we see this every year where they're like, ACC got eight teams in, Big East got six right. teams in. And most of us are just like, well, yeah, that's the best conference. So, of course, they got that in. Sure. Uh, until you find out this unit whole deal where now you ha- the ACC has nine chances to rack up a quarter of a million dollars a year mm-hmm. for the next six years, and it continues to go down until you get these mid-major conferences that maybe get just their conference champion in, and they don't have the money now. So there was a, a dude that has studied all of this, met with the uh, the athletic directors of Conference USA and uh, the Sunbelt Conference and has decided to come up with a way to break this. And his way of doing it is taking their 20-game in-conference schedule and breaking that down into a 16-4 and breakdown, basically. Mm-hmm. So 16 games and then a mini-tournament before the, the actual conference mm-hmm. tournament. And the whole idea is to boost your RPI. You take your top teams, put them in a four-game round-robin tournament, your middle teams go in a four game round robin tournament and your bottom feeders who nobody gives a shit, they can do whatever. Fuck you guys, go <laughs> go have fun jerking each other off. You yeah. like you don't even have to play these games, nobody really gives a shit. Just fucking Just you. sim to end. Yeah. Just do just somebody wins so that it helps wins for these guys <laughs> up here. But the idea is to then boost your RPI, uh, boost your quadrant one wins, and then get better seating in the conference tournament and have a better chance to win the conference tournament and get more of these teams into the NCAA tournament and rack up these units. This is mind blowing for me. Like as I was reading through this article, if you guys haven't read the article, if you guys are listening and you you haven't checked out, it's on Deadspin. It is such a crazy breakdown of the behind the scenes that most people don't know about when it comes to college basketball. I had no idea. Yeah. As I'm reading it, I was like, really? Yeah. Really? Like I just, it's it's more convoluted than we ever thought when it comes to the actual money breakdown. And I mean, really more or less the dirty little secret as far as, all right, we're going to keep all of these teams and all of these conferences with all the money, and then, man, all these other conferences, they get whatever's left over, which is basically nothing because we're going to slot it and make it make sure that essentially none of them really ever win. I mean, yeah, and this dude, the I, and I can't remember the guy's name, but he basically had it broken down where he was like, the percentage, if you're a 14 seed in the NCAA tournament, the odds of you winning were something like, 11% or something crazy like that. Yeah. And he was like, if I can get you to an 11 seed, your odds of winning are 35%. Mm-hmm. He was like, so that's, 
it's all about creating these more favorable matchups because right. rather than playing Duke or North Carolina in the first round, now you're playing like a Providence or you yeah. know a, a school like that where you do have a chance to pull off an upset and win a game and maybe make a little bit of a run in a tournament. So the this Joe's looking like really you don't think that's you don't think that's possible. Uh, they're just boosting their own stats. Okay, so Boise State plays another St. Mary's again, and it makes them look way better, but it's the same people from their same conference they already beat once before. It doesn't really do anything but boost stats. It's like throwing a rebound against a backboard and doing it It's like 100% boosting, it's boosting stats, boosting but that's, stats. that's the point of this is that... They're not actually that good. They're just making themselves look better right, than they right. are. No, no, you're 100% right, but the point is the conference tournament is stacked in a way that these major conferences get to boost their stats without having to do anything. They're just it's because they have the advantage of playing against But are they really boosting? I mean, they're making their wins yes, better. Yes, because you can't control They're making their win contro- or their their wins look a little bit more, but it's like you're playing the same teams in your same Right, conference. but you can't control who's in your conference. So the point being, North Carolina gets more quadrant 1 wins because they're playing against Duke and Notre Dame and all these like Louisville, they're Mm. playing against these top ACC schools, these perennial powers. So they rack up these quadrant one wins that a team like UC never gets a chance to do because 20 of your games are tied up playing fucking bullshit schools that nobody gives a shit about. (laughs) Right. Like you're, you're screwed by the conference that you're in. And you know, I know that the response is always, well then join a better conference. It's not that fucking simple. I was going to say, you can't just, join another yeah it's because you want to it's not just like hey big 12 let in you see well yeah and then the mid-majors aren't sitting there like yeah no this is fine we're, we're we're cool just sitting here playing these shit games and never really having a chance no they want <laughs> to play the other teams right the other factor in this was how much he calculated and how much it and i was like wow that's that number blew my mind too was the all of these uh Power five teams are playing on either their home court or neutral court. Yeah, they're yeah, yeah. never playing away games, which I never realized. And once he said that, I started thinking about it. And I was yeah. like, "That's a hundred percent right." Right. And so, like, even if these mid majors, on the off chance that some of these schools give them a shot, it's an away game, yep. which is yep. basically saying you're not going to win because you know you're going into a, a, a shitty environment and they pay you. Right. And sure, that's great. But it, it, you know, it's yeah. more or less. Have fun with the Cameron Crazies right. uh, playing at Duke instead of playing right. at like Madison Square Garden. And, it, and it's always drove me nuts, especially you know when you're talking about Xavier, who's a great example. Xavier was considered a mid-major for the longest time, and, and you know some still might say they're kind of on the verge of that. Or Ray whatever. would say might that. Lou yeah, the dog, one hundred percent would say that. But the the <laughs> thing is, I, it always frustrated the shit out of me that. Xavier could never and now reading this I I get it I understand why there's no incentive for those big schools to come to Xavier ever no because you don't want to risk a loss well I was gonna say you can't lose it not only do you want (coughs) to not want to risk the loss there's all that money tied up in it like it's like if you if you told them well you know you might get this loss and it might affect you but it's not really going to affect anything other than seating not going to get in but it's like no 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 that one loss could also cost you a few million dollars right like Right. I guess I would never do it either if yeah. I was an AD. It'd be like, why? I mean, what do we gain from it? It is such a good read. 
highly recommend. It's a little bit of a longer piece on Deadspin. It it's is, one of those. But it's worthwhile. Definitely worth reading, especially if you have any interest in college basketball. It will open your eyes to this backdoor shenanigans, and uh, you know, to to the point, like Joe was saying, you know, you're just boosting your stats. Absolutely, you're just boosting your. It's basically trying to level the playing field between the guys who can't get those quality wins and the guys that can and moving them from that 14 line to the 11 line and then having a better shot to make some money for your conference like right. and that's that's what you fucking need to compete mm-hmm. like let's clearly Sean Miller at Arizona showed us you need money uh, to compete <laughs> right. at college basketball you need to pay these guys you need to get a deal with Adidas uh, ask Patino about that uh, <laughs> 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 All right, two quick things before we get out of here. Um, there was a lady that visited every single craft brewery in Michigan uh, a in a year. Brewers. In a year. Yeah. I think she wrapped up on New Year's Eve this past year. So basically, um, and she said she made it just by the skin of her teeth. She visited three craft breweries on New Year's Eve to wow. hit every brewery in Michigan in a year. That's so impressive. Uh, absolutely nuts because Michigan is like – Craft um, mecca, mecca for yeah. craft breweries. I think it said like three hundred and like thirty some craft breweries. She had a hit in one so year. I was gonna, she said so in, she said in day. some days she would do. She hit like her ten. Like she hit once. She hit like ten in a day, and she's like, "Wow, that was way too much." So she capped it at like seven or eight in a day. Jeez, it's like that dude from uh, Cincinnati, the blogger who tried oh, to hit every craft and brewery, and yeah, at once he hit Hofbrauhaus House in Newport, he got arrested. Uh, gnarly no that's what it was yeah he got arrested because they were like no you can't come in he's like come on you're my last one just and then somebody handed him a beer across the fence and then he got tased or some shit i don't know it's a fucking cool story uh every craft brewery in michigan in a year absolutely bananas this lady is my hero for doing that uh and uh dante DiVincenzo is apparently flat broke okay you want to get <laughs> White Dante. <laughs> Seriously, the white Dante. My man. <laughs> Five dollars to his name in his Wells Fargo account. Uh, I I sent this to some friends, and uh, Drew, good listener of the show, re- replied, "Yeah, but you don't take those booster payments and put it in your Wells Fargo account." Which is a good point. A uh, very fair point. You can't base it on what's Solid. in the account. Uh, let's move into consumer candidate, shall we? Yeah, sure. Okay, I'm gonna let you <laughs> go first on this one, though. Um. All right, this week we are drinking Bollywood Theater by Gilgamesh Brewing. Uh, it's a pomegranate pale ale with Darjeeling tea. Uh, I tried to let this warm up a little bit to try to bring out some of the flavors. There were no flavors. It's, no. A, it's a pale ale. It's a muted, I guess. I, I wouldn't even call it muted. I don't even taste any pomegranate. I don't even taste any Darjeeling tea in this. Like, it is a beer. Um, it's a good beer. Like, it's a decent drink. <laughs> that's a very drink. good description. It's a beer. Yeah, How- I mean, it's a decent drink, but it's not anything that's kind of worthwhile. So I would, uh, I'm going to can this one. Mm. Um, I, I, it's very rare that uh, out of the gates, I can tell you I'm canning a beer. And if that's the case, it's usually because... Oh my god, this is disgusting, and I'm just—I'm never gonna want to drink this beer. This beer is fine. It's—it's it's good enough. It's whatever. It is nothing special. There's no flavor. I, I mean, if you put this blind taste test on this beer, you—you you wouldn't be able to say anything about it. And it's supposed to have like 
all these strong flavors and aromas. You can't smell shit. I guess the only thing is the the pomegranate. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Joe. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I guess the only thing you can say about this is the pomegranate may be cutting any hot flavor because there isn't any hot flavor. There's no flavor. It's it just like nothing. It, it it tastes like I'm drinking hams. Is what it tastes like. Like there's just it's just beer like okay. there's there's nothing to it how long has it been sitting here i don't know at least six months no has it really been at least six months it has to be yes no there's no way hang no, on this one is six months uh old. you guys talk about this a little bit more while i pull up to Vorn. it's just disappointing I, i'm gonna can it joe what do you got well i mean that's the thing like I think that it's sitting for, even though it's in the dark bottle, I think that sitting a while has muted most of the aromas and flavors that have been infused in it. So we just got just beer on it. Um, I didn't mind it. It was an easy drinker. So like, It is an easy drinker. I will give it that. Yeah, it's smooth. It's beer. It's. I mean, it's not, there's nothing to complain about necessarily. It's just... On a show where we're looking for certain things and it's it's boasting certain things, it's like uh, I, you're not checking any single box other than beer. Maybe four months. This one was offered on Tavor on March 21st. Yeah, I mean that's I, not I that's not an extended say, length of time. Not enough that I'd be like, yeah, we fucked up on this one. Yeah, no, uh, I, I don't think I just don't think that it was ever a strong flavored beer. Even if it with. was bottled in February and and offered on Tavor in March, that's still right. that's still not long enough to to. It, I mean, I don't know. The, it it shouldn't take those flavors out of it, you know. If if anything, it should taste off if we let it age too long, and it doesn't taste off. The beer tastes fine. There's just nothing to it. It's just a meh. I mean, it's Skip okay. It. I mean, I mean, just like I said, yeah, meh. Is yeah. that so? Consume it or can it, Joe? I mean, I would drink it again just because I would try it. I would try it again just to see. Last week, it came. I know. Well, I would no, get no, no, it no, again, no, but I, I would say though Joe's consistent with his consumer right. based on the fact if he would, would I drink it, it again? Yeah. Like if right. he's just going off that. So standard. I would get it again just to see like fresh. If fresh is different than us sitting here for a couple months. Well, I would say That's I would. Try I would, to, I would and say it's, I'd and try it's this not. Beer and it's again. like if there was only like if this was like the only thing like yeah drink it like it's not a bad beer. Okay, just but no here's let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. Now. You go to a you go to a bar. And they've got Bollywood Theater, and they've got something else that you've never had on tap next get, to each other. I get the thing that I've never had, just to, unless it says Porter or Stout. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. No, that's just the thing. It's like, it's not, this, this is just a beer. It's just a state, like a beer. There's nothing to be said about it otherwise. There's nothing special. There's nothing rem- you know, memorable about it. It's just, oh, yeah, I had that beer once. I couldn't tell you shit about it. Would I drink it again? Yeah, sure, just because it's beer. But Burp. I would never seek it out. I think that's that's how we should judge consumer candidate. Would you look for this beer again? Would if I it showed up, let's do this. Try this. Let's beer. do it this way. Let's let's make this as our, our judgment. If it showed back up on Tavor, would you order it again? Yes or no? No. I would probably do it just to see if having it fresh... Is different than us uh, sitting on. Okay, so consume it from Joe, can it from Scott, and I'm gonna can it too. I wouldn't, I wouldn't order again. Oh. I because I feel like I'd be disappointed again. Okay, well, um, never mind. 
No, go ahead. Go, go, Joe. You're no. Come on. Come on. You're, oh. <laughs> This has been Consumer Canon. Brought to you by the good people at Tavor.com. They're very good, by the way. Tavor it is, is fucking amazing. amazing. Let's look at it this way. I never would have even known this beer existed if it wasn't for Tavor. For sure. It's, I mean, and that's the it's only way. It's got that going for that's it. The, well, but that's the only way you find out what you like and what you don't like in beers. Is True. trying as right. many as you can. Absolutely. Um, it's the... It, it's not a bad beer. That's we should preface that again. Yeah. It's not bad. It's just not anything special. It's yeah. I'm not blown away by it like I was the orange juice IPA, where I was like, what the fuck is this? This is crazy <laughs> shit. I need more of this right now. I won't be craving this midweek, I can promise you. That. Right, right. <laughs> I won't be like, man, I wish we should have gotten another bomber of this. Yeah. I'll just be like, all right, thanks. Moving on. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, this has been Craft Brood Sports. We, I don't even think we went on 12 ounce tonight. We were there for like a minute. Oh, we're back on. Oh, good. All right. Good. I thought we, no, <laughs> I didn't call. think, I didn't think it ever started back up because we had to Did stop. Did have an issue? Uh, yeah. We had to stop. Yeah, it was the YouTube that had the issue, not 12 ounce. Man, fucking YouTube, bro. Uh, dude, I'm, they're I'm the fret, they're get... the fretboard of online hosting. I'm starting to get so nervous about this Facebook. YouTube. Yeah. I'm yeah. starting to feel like. We might need to go back. We got people asking us to go back too. So All right, here's the deal: if you guys want us to go back to Facebook or or stay on YouTube, whatever your choice is, comment on this video. Uh, leave us a comment below whether you want us to stay on YouTube or move back to Facebook. And depending on the comments, we'll make our decision. How about that? You know, we'll leave it up to you guys to decide what you want us to do, um, and we'll figure it out from there. How about that? <laughs> Uh, also please stay tuned, uh, join the group. If you're not already in the Facebook group, the craft, just search craft root sports, uh, and find the group. And we, we are going to be doing a lot of giveaways coming up. Uh, Minuteman is hooking us up with some coupons and gift certificates for you guys. So be sure to join the group so that you can, <laughs> so that you can stay as up to date as possible on that. We also have an autograph, uh, flag that we are going to be giving away that we were supposed to give away. We're supposed right. to give it away a fretboard, but... Uh, fretboard. Uh, Shout out to fretboard. They're, they're the best. <laughs> uh, let's, let's update. Let's update the poll. Yeah, let's do the poll real Should quick. I didn't even vote. I didn't yet either. Uh, motherfucker of the week, your options this week are Arizona Cardinals GM Steve Keim for being an all-around douchebag and uh, dropping a dead cop's name during his DUI arrest and saying he was the head of security for Arizona. Or the Pro Football Hall of Fame for going super petty and saying they will not mention T.O. anywhere in their, uh, their program, their Hall of Fame ceremony, and they're going to crumple up his gold jacket and send it to him in a ready-to-ship mailer. <laughs> it's no, like, they're, gonna, they're just going to put it in a plastic bag, duct tape it, <laughs> write the address, no return, one stamp it, and hand it to their local postman. Uh, all right. Yeah, that's what they're going to do. You'll uh, make sure this gets there, right? Yeah. Cool. We're out. <laughs> uh, Scott, who's your vote? You know, until you <clears throat> told me earlier, because I, when I originally saw the story, I didn't know about the, the dead cop. I got to go with Kime. Like that, the, the dead cop thing puts it over the edge for me. That's. I understand. Man, don't double down on stupidity when you've already been pulled over for DUIs, all, all I'm going to say. I understand <laughs> that shit happens. And, like, I'm not downplaying, like, if somebody gets a DUI, you're not a bad person. But why are you lying about your job 
to the officer. Like it doesn't. Uh, it's what not like there's nothing. That, yeah, there's nothing that does that. And then trying to drop that. a cop, the, the cop is what kind of puts it over. And the fact that in this picture he looks like my brother before my brother <laughs> lost all his weight. Uh, my brother lost a shitload of weight, and he doesn't look like him anymore. But man. <laughs> I, this picture, like when I found this, I was like, is that Vic? Did Vic get, <laughs> is Vic the GM for the Cardinals? But he's not, uh, my vote is for Kime. Uh, Joe, help us out. So with your votes and the rest of everybody else voted, it is a 70-30 split for the Arizona Cardinals GM. Yeah. I mean, it's the just, dead cop thing, man. That's yeah, what does that's it. That's what I'm saying. If, if you just lied, which... The more I think about it, you, what, <coughs> wouldn't you be more likely to get a DUI if you were higher on the pecking order? How does lowering yourself like, nah, man, you know what? I'm actually just a concession. It's because he said security. He's trying to be like, I'm like you guys. I'm I'm kind of a cop too. Just oh, a, is that? that's that's how I interpret it. I, I don't see, know. I, I could even, be wrong. I didn't even go but that's how there. I, I interpreted thought... it. Of like, no, I'm like I'm like you guys. I'm head of security oh, for the Cardinals. Uh, like you should let me off. Wow, that he, that's even it's douchey. Worst. It's super yeah, douchey. It's scummy. But all right, whatever. I, yeah, it's got to be him. It has to be. And everybody agrees with us. So there you go. There's your motherfucker of the week. Uh, tune in next week as we figure out who else is shitty in the world of sports. <laughs> and maybe we won't also double up on the story and upper deck. Uh, maybe we'll but see. Maybe not. <laughs> Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Be sure to check us out at all of your uh, your podcast subscriptions. Google Podcasts. We're on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, 12 Ounce Radio. Thank you, 12 Ounce, for uh, putting us on. Really appreciate it. It's fucking awesome what this station is doing. Uh, sorry for the earlier. Apparently, they heard us talking about trying to get on YouTube in time. Uh, the settings were all fucked up, so that's why I was like, did we get back on 12 Anyways, whatever. Uh, thank you to 12 Ounce for putting us on. You can follow the show at Craft Beast Sports. Follow me at Mike Berlon. Follow Scott at Scott K underscore junior. You can follow Joe at Joe Goalie 4. Uh, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, leave a comment below on this video. Let us know whether you want to stay on YouTube or move to Facebook. Cheers, everybody. The fuck, fretboard. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.